When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome to PPG Paints Arena. She's Taylor Haas. I'm Dan Kovacevic. We're from DK Pittsburgh Sports. And this is Penguins 24-7 live edition post-game, post-overtime, post-Chris Letang goal, post-penalty kill. That was something, huh? Yeah, I did not think that we would be sitting here talking about a win. What a second period. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, we both had a tweet uh in the first period about which is like the insane shot differential. And it's like, and it's not even as close as that looks. It was like, like we were copying off each other's machines, actually. It was the thing yeah. was identical. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon, I think, ended up with 19 shot attempts. So, like, not shots on goal, but he was, it, it was like the abs were at a power play every time he was out there. Nathan McKinnon should have been all three stars in this <laughs> game. And that's with all respect to the people who actually got the other ones. That was Chris Letang, number yeah. one for the overtime goal. And Casey DeSmith, who probably was the Penguins' number one star in actuality. Yeah. What did you see in him? Yeah, I mean, after the he, – he was locked in in the first period, especially when the Penguins really looked awful. This could have gotten out of hand in the first period. Yeah, you said he was the only one who had hit the reset button. Yeah, that's that's what I said. Yeah. You know, the, the, what, the past couple days, everyone's talking about how, you know, the All-Star break was a good reset for everybody. And um, <laughs> at least in the first period, it seemed like Casey DeSmith was the only one who actually got the reset because – you know, he was pretty shaky um, as of late leading up to the All-Star break. And then he was just... And he know. didn't exactly get ringing endorsements from either the general manager or yeah. the head coach coming out of the break. Yeah, there was like... Uh, you were you were there for Hexall. It was a little bit before the break. Sullivan was asked to assess, you know, Casey's play as a whole through the season. And he's the word he used was volatile, which is very strong. Now he also said that the team's play as a whole has been pretty volatile. Yeah, you, you can't couch that. Once, yeah. once it's out, <laughs> you've used volatile to yeah. describe your goalie. It's out there. Yeah. Whenever, uh, whenever we do these, uh, these live shows, you can send in your comments on both YouTube and Facebook. We will see them. We will place them on the big video screen and tackle those. My thing that I was the most struck by, wasn't anything in the game. It was the first two, three, four seconds after the game. Um, that is not a regular season celebration. That no. was a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. You could tell how. I think there's also a lot of built up tension because it looked like they thought they won, you know, a couple of minutes before. Mm -hmm. uh, and over time, it hadn't, you know, completely crossed the, the line. But yeah, you could tell just how much this meant on a. I mean, Sullivan said this morning that, you know, every game's important now, but just with oh, the way yeah, they were yeah, playing no, 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 leading no, no, up no. to this yeah. to beat the defending Stanley Cup champions, you know, this game definitely meant a whole and lot I, I, and, and to play the champs playing the way they were and to have uh, a world-class player, arguably in some minds the world-class yes. player, doing what he did and to kill <laughs> off that four-on-three with all four of those guys the Avs had out there. Mm -hmm. That wasn't just McKinnon. No. I, he, they, they had it just loaded for bear. And there's there's Josh Archibald and these <laughs> other guys trying everything and, and Casey DeSmith making plays. It was it was impressive. This was this was uh, a worthwhile one. Ryan, 
says, uh, hi, Taylor. Hi, Dan. What do you think about the play tonight of Latang? Nice goal by him to win the game. Uh, keep it up on the West Coast Penguins. Yeah, I, I mean, he was great in overtime, and he's been great in overtime lately. He's been a big reason for the overtime turnaround because they were not having this kind of success. When overtime. he wasn't there. Yeah. It's, it's not all that complicated. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with Latang knows how to utilize the extra ice because he embraces extra ice. He does that at five on five. He, he has a sixth sense to find it and then okay. to use it to benefit uh, his game. This one's from Facebook. It says, what's up, guys? Uh, always good to see you. Uh, this is Denny. You guys are doing great work. I thought you had a question for us, <laughs> Denny. Let's see what we have from uh, Terry. Hi, Denny, by the way. Uh, Crosby literally does all the work on the OT goal. How the stars are picked is a joke. Um, first of all, what about Sid's role on the OT goal? Yeah, I mean, just a great individual effort by him to to set it up. Uh, I mean, I, I don't – if he didn't score the goal, he's not going to get the star. He that just, got dirty. That doesn't happen anywhere. He got dirty, yeah. okay? They all got dirty. Sid got taken down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I asked Mike Sullivan after the game about going to the dirty areas, one of his favorite terms, by the way. Uh, and, it, and he said, look, that led to both of our yeah. goals. You know, you look at look at the way Russ's goal was scored. It was yeah. – uh, what was this term Sully used? Mayhem. Mayhem. He, <laughs> reckless abandon, he, he used yeah. to describe him, too. He's, he's been using that term a lot lately it's, uh, about guys. Um, yeah, the, I mean, they need it, Taylor. Yeah. They need this. Well, and one of the guys he, he's been using that about is Josh Archibald. Yeah. That's a perfect way to describe him because, I, I mean, you look back when they signed Josh Archibald and everyone was outraged <laughs> that they used one of their signings. Outraged, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it looked pretty dubious. I'm guilty of that one, by the way. Same. I was okay. like, this makes zero sense. Yeah. You know, he's probably blocking someone like O'Connor, but Josh Archibald right. like on the fourth line has had such a huge impact yeah. that, you know, having getting him well, back. Yeah, you that. did the breakdown even analytically. Yeah. Of what that, the, the, dis, the well, discrepancy between that fourth line and every other fourth line they've used is like this. Yeah. So before tonight, you know, Paling, Bluger, Archibald, they played 14 games together. They're using, obviously, a defensive role. They only had mm-hmm. 19% of their shift start in the offensive zone. They're primarily starting in the defensive zone. But their, you know, unblocked shot attempts and their shots on goal for and against when they're on the ice, roughly even, yeah. which is incredible given how often they're starting they in their start own the end. defensive zone, And yeah. they had outscored opponents 4-1 to one coming into no, tonight, it's, too. It's so. really impressive. And, yeah, none of the other fourth-line combinations, like you said, have had even anything No, they've been that. awful, uh, Terry, and to your other thing about how the stars are picked, there's one person from the Penguins that picked them, yeah. and it happens right after the game. Yeah. They, all they do when they get to overtime is they leave an empty spot at one. And whoever's going to – if look, if if uh, if Miko Rantanen had scored the winning goal, Miko yeah. Rantanen would have been number one star, okay? Yeah. Um, this one comes in and says, how bad was uh, – from Black Cat's daddy, how bad was Malkin's OT penalty – and how great was the PK? I didn't have a problem with Gino's penalty. Did you? No. He's reaching around a guy. He's reaching around JT Comfort for a loose puck just outside the Colorado crease, like this, all the way around him. He happens to take down Comfort. Yeah. Comfort, smartly, by the way, turned and gave a quick glance yeah. to the referee. And the referee goes, whoop, there goes the arms. Yeah. No, I had no problem with it. It, uh, it does bring him within 10 minutes of tying Kevin Stevens for the franchise record in 70 minutes. So. She brings this up every time he I'm, goes to the box. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the count. He needs to get like a like a 10-minute misconduct next game and just get it all over. Oh, boy. Austin says, great win. But what about your thoughts on the third D pairing? I thought they looked terrible and overmatched. Ruta should help. 
Um, I didn't think they stood out that bad. Yeah, I don't know that anyone was that bad. I think that whoever happened to be on the rink against McKinnon was going to look terrible. Yes, yes. And I really think that had more to do with 29 than anything that was happening on the Pittsburgh side. I'm sorry. I know nobody likes to hear that because they only – you know, we tend to watch our own team and that's it. Yeah. You know, uh, especially, you know, when, you, when you're a fan and you're following. The, but I will agree with yeah. Jan Ruda. Yeah, Jan Ruda, you know, he's going to be in for Rui you assume, as soon as Ruda's ready to yep. come back. Ruda, he's out until at least uh, February 14th, uh, just long-term IR, 10-game, 30-day minimum. So that's the early scene come back. Uh, it's, that's the game in San Jose. So, but yeah, that'll be big. From Facebook, one question. Have the constant injuries to Tristan Jari made them look even harder for a goalie now rather than later? I, there aren't any goalies out there. Yeah, this if is a non-subject. Yeah, if there were goalies out there, then maybe, but they're not the only team that could use a goalie. I mean, you look at Buffalo. Buffalo, you know, could make it the playoffs, but they don't have a goalie. If anyone's going to get a goalie, it's Buffalo. And even they, you know, they're having trouble. So you know not what, really much they can do. You know what's funny? We're going to get out to Anaheim. We're going to see John Gibson, and we're yeah. going to start all the John Gibson stuff again. I'll do it, okay? I'm going out on that trip. I'm going to see John Gibson and say, Whitehall's own. And this kid is so nervous when he plays in this particular building for the Ducks that he falls apart. That's how much he loves Pittsburgh and all that other stuff. And it's going to be uh, – doesn't matter. They can't afford him. He's really, really expensive for a lot of years. Yeah, and he's young enough that, like, the Ducks, you know – when they get out of this rebuild that, you know, he could still be around. The Ducks might not want to part with him, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, right, right. They're starting to creep out of things a little yeah. bit. They're playing a little bit better, and they do have those young guys up front. Yeah. Uh, Cody says, Malkin and Zucker look more dynamic than Crosby and Gensel as of late. I don't know about – I mean, I don't know about that. If we're talking about this game uh, – For the better part of it. The cross – that yeah, the I first thought. line – when everyone looked pretty awful in the first period, the first line, at least in the second half of the first period, had a couple of, like, incredible shifts. Gensel finished with something like nine shots on goal. Obviously, none of them went in, but, um, I mean, they, they had a really strong game. But guess whose mom that is waving hi. <laughs> Let's see what else we have here from Gary. He says, can the Penguins repeat their third period effort for closer to 60 minutes? I don't know. Gary, I mean, look look at us here. We're around the team all the time. She's around the morning, noon, and night. And who who has that answer? They don't have that answer. No, they don't. I mean, (laughs) because they've had how many games now where, you know, 60-minute effort is the problem. And you ask ask them after the games like that, like, what needs to happen? They all say the same thing. Like, I remember Jeff Carter after one of the really awful ones was like, it's just the mentality. we got to be ready. And it's like. How, if it were that simple, they would just do it. Yeah. Uh, Clint says, what do you expect from the from the team out on the West Coast? Well, the first thing, I know, Clint, you're a teacher out there in California, so I'm expecting you at at least <laughs> two of the three games because I believe you're closer to the L.A. area, longtime reader, yeah. subscriber, Clint. Uh, what do I expect? Um, you know what? This is going to sound kind of stupid. Yeah. They tend to do well in these situations. Yes. Okay. And you saw that too. You've covered them on longer trips this year yes. where they go far away. They shut out everything else. All those old hockey uh, cliches about getting on the road and bonding and you're away from the family yeah. and the kids and everything else here. Well, they, other than Western Canada. Western Canada, yeah. right. <laughs> but they, if they lock in yeah. and 
they played. Well, I'm thinking more about the St. Paul Winnipeg trip, yeah. where they played arguably, particularly in Winnipeg, maybe their best game yeah. of the year, uh, where they lock in like what what we were just bringing up here, what Gary was just bringing up with the 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. They could do that, and they play very well against Western teams. Yeah, and none of those teams are particularly strong Kings right now. Kings are good Kings now, are good. but still, you know, Ducks they're not. Ducks and Sharks sucked. Yes, yeah. yes. Put on, put on Austin. Which one? Austin. This one. Right here? Yeah. I have an answer. Austin says, don't understand. Starting Carter in OT would rather have Crosby take the draw. Yeah, there's another one that under, right under that. And too. right under that, yeah, so, uh, from Facebook, why is Carter taking faceoffs lately? I would this, trust the captain. Yeah, so they were using Crosby on faceoffs in three on three. I want to say it was up until. Um, Two weeks ago. Yeah, it was because they had a bunch of overtime games in a row. And I believe it was the one in New Jersey was the last one where they used him. Um, and if you look at what the three-on-three face-off numbers were um, at that time, Crosby was like two and nine, and Carter was near perfect. So that's when they made in a split. small sample size. In a small sample size, but that's all. If that's all overtime is. Yeah, per- near perfect. So um, yeah. So the last three overtime. Whoa, games, whoa, 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 whoa! You're skipping the big. <clears throat> juicy part of the story how did the head coach find out about this i wrote about it <laughs> here it comes I'm sorry. Uh, she was gonna skip modestly right past that part yeah i looked into the numbers it's specifically at three on three um not you know 100 percent overtime because they've had a couple of power plays in overtime and crosby's actually pretty good at four on three draws i don't know if it's something like mechanically or strategically about three on three where he's just been struggling but carter's been very good at it um so for the past three overtimes that's when they made that switch so what the dc was it and then santa's santa whatever the last three and then tonight so yeah um and carter's not playing overtime he takes the draw and then he gets off there because you don't yeah he he goes right off the rink there's there's a good reason why they're i don't have a problem with 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 the whole thing it just he's got to win him he won one out of three yin's nation sport comes up with a we have like a foghorn or something for comments we don't like. He says Sullivan has been very mediocre this year, and I feel his time is up in Pittsburgh. Okay, your feel on this is incorrect. That's not an opinion on my part. When the general manager publicly states that if any player has a hard time processing what the head coach wants them to do, I will move the player. That came right from Hextall's mouth. Yeah. This is not someone who's prone to particularly colorful quotes yes okay to say the very least actually (laughs) or quotes of any kind uh this season heard a rumor today penguins were going to showcase ah get that off the screen first they're talking about carter carter's has no movement clause they're they're kidding it's not serious but i I hear the word rumor in hockey more than any other sport. Rumor means and, some blogger said, like, maybe Brock Besser would be a good fit, and then everyone's like, Penguins, Whoa, are, Brock Penguins are interested in Brock Besser. <laughs> uh, Ed says that was playoff hockey without the violence, and the team was enjoying the ride. Ed, nothing about the first 50 minutes of this game was anything remotely resembling playoff, <laughs> with one exception, and that was number 29 on Colorado. Yeah. That was it. Okay. That looked like, although we don't see him on a regular enough basis. No. But what a joy. I hate to keep bringing him up. 
Yeah, I mean, I said earlier that when he's out there, it felt like Colorado was on the power play every he, time. He Because he, he plays like he's two people because yeah. he does so many different things. He'll fake a shot and then just dance over yeah. into another quadrant of the rink and then say, eh, I'm just going to make an elite yeah. pass here. Um, and he, I mean, he's dropping to block shots. He's just I, such a well-rounded player. I, I, that's, and that's where the, the McDavid yeah. versus – uh, yeah. McKinnon argument comes into play. Yes. And that's the only place that it does because McDavid's always going to outscore him. Yeah. Okay. But when you talk about who's that one player that you want to win one game or whatever, oh, sign me up for yeah. for 29 here. Last one today uh, comes from the BLT who says, <laughs> uh, what a great play by Ryan to skate around after the PK and keep the abs on the ice. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I mean, Paling, the, the penalty kill in the – Everyone was strong in that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Archibald yeah. Archibald was in okay. that, too. Um, they weren't using Archibald on the – Archibald was pretty big on, in, on the penalty kill. Sullivan said you know, they weren't using him earlier on in the penalty kill. Sullivan said they thought they had to manage his minutes, but um, – Oh, I see what he's saying. Okay, yeah. I, I didn't understand even who he was referring to with Pain, Ryan. Yeah, yeah you hang around these guys enough, and they're all just Pales and Archie and yeah. I haven't called him Ryan all year. Um, like Ryan me. Uh, all right, one last one. We're going to go to Ethan Smith because he just squeezed in here. He says, much-needed team win. That's the kind of win that propels the team moving forward at arguably one, if not the most important stretch of the season. Celebration spoke volumes. Ethan, dude, that's my column. Don't be stealing my <laughs> – I haven't even written it yet. It's actually – tell him. Yeah. <laughs> you argue something you're writing so, Yeah, take that back. <laughs> that, that was never part of this show. We're going to cut it off the recorded version. Anyway, thanks, guys, for participating. And we'll continue doing these after games because they're fun.